Welcome to episode 69 of the Becoming Mindstrong podcast. As we've been talking this season a lot about stepping into our most aligned, our highest life, our, our soul's work, our soul's journey, whatever we want to call it, and where to start with that and how to learn new skills and how to apply these skills in our daily life. The topic of fear is going to, it's going to come up. There's no avoiding it. When we understand how the human brain works, how it's wired for survival, the conversation of fear is always going to come up when we're talking about learning anything new. Now, we've done an entire podcast on on fear. Um, there's an entire chapter. One of my favorite chapters of the book is about fear. And today I want to go a little deeper and I want to give you my top three tips for facing fear and doing it anyway. Check it out. Welcome to Becoming Mindstrong, the official podcast of Mindstrong Fitness. My name is Rachel and I'm the CEO of Mindstrong Fitness and I am here to teach you truth. No more shakes, no more wraps, no more point systems, no more cutting out carbs, and most of all, no more living off restriction. We are here to learn nutrition as a skill and it's a skill you only need to learn once and you will literally never diet again. So you ready? Let's rock and roll. Like a few of the topics this season, um, fear is not a new topic in this platform, right? As I mentioned in the intro, we've done an entire podcast episode on fear. There's an entire chapter in my book dedicated to it. So I don't want to be redundant and I don't want to repeat things that we already know. And there is an intro to fear that's really important that we understand whether it's new or as a review for you before I get into my top three tips of, of how to face fear and do the thing anyway. So the first thing we need to understand, and I've referenced this a bit in, in past episodes this season, is that our human brain, we have what's called a caveman brain, and that can sound super insulting. It is not intended to be insulting. It's science, right? There are parts of our brain that have evolved, that have developed over decades and centuries and over time. The part of our brain that has not yet fully developed is the part that you've probably heard referred to as fight or flight. So very simply put, our brain is literally wired for survival. Your brain is not designed to make sure that you're flourishing, that you're abundantly happy, that you're living your most aligned life doing your soul's work. That's not how we're wired. Our brain is literally wired for survival. Its only job is to make sure that you are kept alive, right? That's not it being a jerk. That's it doing its job. I'm grateful that my job's that my brain's job is to keep me alive. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here recording that podcast. The problem is the challenge is, I shouldn't call it a problem. It's it's a challenge in modern society, is that we don't face a ton of life-threatening threat, right? Some of us might face more than others, depending on our job, depending where we live. But for the most part, we are not living in caveman times where a saber-toothed tiger is going to jump out and kill us at any moment. And the problem is that our brains have, the challenge is, I'm going to catch myself again, that our brains haven't evolved enough to differentiate between life-threatening threat and stress threat. In other words, your brain's only measure of safety is newness. Am I safe right now? Have I done this before? Do I have a positive experience with this? If the thing we're going to do is new, or if it has brought us pain in the past, or if there is the threat of it bringing us pain, 
To your brain, to my brain, to our caveman brains, newness, lack of safety equals death. And our caveman brains are going to do everything in its power to get us back to our comfort zone, to get us back to homeostasis. Okay, so that's the brief synopsis. And again, if you want more on the topic of fear, go back and listen to the podcast, um, read the chapter of my book on it, and we do a deep dive into that. For the top, for the purposes of today, it's important that we do that overview because as I give you these tips, it's going to keep relating back to the why behind it. The why, why do these tips work, right? Why does just ignoring fear not work? Why, why is it complete BS when people say, I don't feel fear? That's biological. That's, that's like saying, I don't need to breathe. It's a part of who we are and everyone has it. We might have it to different levels, but this is never going to be about not feeling fear. It's about these tips and tricks for feeling fear, acknowledging it, redefining it, and then doing the thing anyway. So the first thing we need to understand, the first tip and the top three tips of, of how to feel fear and do the thing anyway, is we need to acknowledge what fear is and isn't. Most of us, when, again, I'm going to take this back to neural connections and myelin habits. Most of us have wired in a life built off of fear. Because every time fear has snuck in, fear is not fear is not this like big, crazy thing that doesn't make any sense. When fear comes in, it's very logical, right? When you say, I want to quit my job and I want to start a business, the story in your head doesn't become the world is going to blow up if your business fails. If that was the thought in your head, you'd be like, what? Like that, that doesn't make any logical sense. What are you talking about? Of course, that's not true. This story in our head is, what if this business fails and I can't support my family and everyone leaves me? That That's pretty logical, right? Most of us have had thoughts along that to various degrees, maybe not to that extreme, but there is a rabbit hole that, that our individual brains go down that sounds very logical. Fear is a sneaky son of a bitch because it knows your deepest pressure points. If its job is to keep you alive, it's not going to throw random shit at the wall and see what sticks. It knows what points to push on for you that's going to get you to pay attention in the interest of getting you back to your comfort zone, of getting you back to homeostasis. So the first thing we need to understand is that what fear is not is capital T truth, right? Saying I want to start a business, I want to quit my job and start a business. The, the story in your head of what if this doesn't work and I run out of money and my family leaves me. That is not capital T truth. That is not what's destined to happen. Are there parts of that that could be warning signs? A hundred percent, because that's what fear is. Fear is a warning sign that we are about to do something that's new and big and scary and usually badass because it's something we haven't done before, at least not to this level. But what it is not is capital T truth. So again, this goes back to our talk to yourself like a kindergartner exercise. When you go to take that that venture, we'll stick with this the same example of a business. All right, today's the day I'm giving notice at work. I'm launching my website. I'm starting my business. And of course, the thoughts are going to are going to flood in. You are a human being with a brain who's wired for survival. When those thoughts come in this time, we're going to pause and we're going to breathe and we're going to go. Oh, there you are, fear. Woof. Do I feel you? I hear you. I see you. I feel you. I also recognize that what you're doing right now is you're trying to keep me safe. To you and your survival brain, you believe that me quitting my job means I'm going to fail. I'm going to lose all my money. I'm going to lose my family. I'm going to be out on the streets. My life is going to you know, go down the rabbit hole. I hear you. 
Thank you. Thank you, fear, for warning me that I need to pay attention to these things. It doesn't feel completely safe. Maybe I need to hire a coach. Maybe I need to make take steps to make sure that I'm financially set, set up. Maybe I need to have a conversation with a partner or a spouse or my kids. Maybe there are steps there that you are warning me for. So thank you. And what I recognize is that is simply you trying to keep me alive. This is not capital T truth. These are just warning signs. So I see you. I thank you. I love you. And I'm going to keep going this time. Okay. We're not trying to sugarcoat. We're not trying to say, I shouldn't feel this. I don't feel this. That's BS. We all feel fear. What we're doing is we're acknowledging what fear is and what fear isn't so that we can proceed forward accordingly. Tip number two is the power of choice. At the end of the day, there are very few things in life that you could decide to do or not to do that is going to blow up the world or make people stop loving you, right? If you are hellbent on starting a business, on quitting your job and starting a business, and you find that the, the work around fear, you've listened to the podcast, you've read the book, and you find that you, you are just too scared to do it, guess what? You don't have to do it. The world is not going to end and no one is going to love you any less. And sometimes all we need to do is give ourselves that permission. This is true in macros all the time. When we talk about nutrition, one of the things that we do within MindStrong is we sign permission slips all day long. Listen, you love donuts as much as I do, eat the freaking donut. It's not the most nutritious thing in the world, but can you fit it in your macro plan and lose weight? 1,000%. And what happens more times than not, and this is something you kind of just need to experience more than hear me talk about, but just giving ourselves permission of, you know what, if I want a, mac a donut today, I can absolutely fit it in my macros. Sometimes just giving ourselves that permission is like, you know what, I don't actually want to spend my macros on that. Like, I know I can, that's beautiful that I can. But now that I know I can, I don't really want it as much. So maybe I'll see how I feel tomorrow. Simply giving ourselves permission to do something, to not do something, is sometimes we don't do it, right? This isn't like reverse psychology where we're trying to trick ourselves and say, well, I don't have to do it so that I want to do it. Sometimes you won't want to do it. And very often, the simple act of giving yourself permission not to is all that we need. And I use this one a lot. You've heard me talk about, you know, my biggest, my biggest, deepest fear in life is, is looking back on my life and saying, I wish I had, right? I use something called the rocking chair test all the time, where when I'm faced with a big, scary decision, I will feel into future Rachel, you know, universe willing that I'm 99 years old, sitting on the porch in a rocking chair. And I'm looking back at my life. And I think about like, what will this moment feel like? Will it matter? First of all, does this even matter? Is it that big a deal that I'll even remember it? Most times the answer is no. Like, I'm not gonna remember this moment that doesn't feel comfortable right now when I'm 99. Then the question becomes, is this a milestone? Is this a pivot? Is this a moment where I'm gonna look back and say, I wish I had? Or is this gonna be a moment where it's like, no, like this, the risk reward does not feel worth it. And simply giving myself that power of choice is one of the most powerful tools there is. Like I'll have this conversation with myself and be like, listen, you know, I'll go back to the example of an earlier episode. If you don't want to make this big, scary financial investment in your business, don't do it. You have every right to play small. No one is going to judge you for that. Nobody's even going to know, but I'm going to know. And I'm going to look back and I'm going to say, man, what would have happened if I took that leap? And that's not judgment. I'm not shaming myself, but my options are play small, and just slow and steady, 
or live a life that I've always said that I've always felt I want to live, which is I will never play small. I will always take the risk. I will always have faith in myself that when I take big leaps, they will work out. Even if it's not the way that I plan it, that the, the meaning of that leap was so that I could learn to pivot and adjust and do something else. And at the end, it will work out. And just having that conversation myself, you don't have to do this. Play small. People still love you. It's not going to end the world. Or you can live in alignment of your beliefs and you can take this leap knowing full well it's going to be scary as hell. It's still going to be scary. Then I'm going to go back and do more of number one. I'm going to remind myself what fear is and isn't. This is ongoing. These are not like check the steps off the list. But sometimes just stepping into that power of choice of giving ourselves permission not to do it, just like eating that donut, is the only thing we need to actually do it. And it won't always be the case. Again, sometimes you'll choose not to, but a lot of the times you'll choose to. The last, the last tip is this. What we are doing is we're building proof. And here's what I mean by that. You heard me say in the beginning that our caveman brain's only measure of safety is proof, right? Have I done this before? Do I have this experience? If no, the answer is death. The answer is it's not safe because it's new. If yes, but it brought us pain, then the answer is don't do it because that's not safe. That equals death. So something that I like to remind myself of, and this is the tip I'm sharing with you, is when I'm making a big, scary decision to face fear, to do this mindset work, to define what it is or isn't, to give myself the power of choice and choosing to do it anyway, it is so much bigger than that moment. And we've talked about this being bigger than that moment in the forms of habits and neural connections, right? If I have a habit right now that I go from work to the car to my couch, that is a very deep-rooted neural connection. I've been doing that for years and years and years. So if I'm trying to form a new neural connection that says I go from work to the car to the gym, in the beginning, it's going to suck. It's going to be hard at first. It's not going to be smooth sailing because that neural connection is brand new. There's not enough myelin left yet. So when I make the choice of do I want to work out today, again, there's no should, there's no have to. This isn't about shaming ourselves. You always have the power choice. The world's not going to end. No one's going to love you less. And I get to make a choice. Do I want to cement neural connection A, the really deep-rooted one that says, I don't work out today? Or am I going to make a conscious choice to one, move my body today and increase my health? And more than that, I'm going to myelinate in this new neural connection that says, I go from work to my car to the gym, right? It's a conscious choice with a bigger picture in mind, more than just this moment. And it's the same thing here. When we take a big, scary leap, the first time you do it, it is going to be petrifying. The first few times you do it, it's going to be petrifying. It is always going to be scary. I don't know anyone who gets to it. If, if you are not feeling fear, you are not taking risks in your life. That is a hard stop, mic drop, good night statement. If you are not feeling fear in your life, you are living in your comfort zone, you are not taking risks, maybe that's fine for you. Maybe you're okay with that, right? There's no judgment, no shame. But if you're someone who wants to challenge yourself, who wants to live the life of your dreams, if you're not, you know, light beaming out of your chest fulfilled and you're not feeling fear, both things cannot exist. So when we take those leaps, we're not only taking the leap for the decision that's right in front of us, we're taking the leap for our future self because what we're doing is we're building proof. And I'll give you a personal example. The very first time I invested in a coach for myself, I'm talking about business coach here, not fitness coach. 
My very first business coach cost $3,000. At the time, I was doing my business part-time. I was still a teacher. My business was not making a lot of money. It was barely making money. It was in no way supporting me. And $3,000 to be paid out of my business account was not like that wasn't even a thing. My business wasn't even making $3,000 a month to, to pay for this coaching. It was petrifying. But I was like, you know what? This is important because if I want to start making more money in my business, if I want a foundation, if I ever want to even think about doing this full time, which side note was never the intention with MindStrong. I thought this would be a fun little thing I did on the side. (laughs) Thank you universe for having other plans. I need to invest. I need to leap. So it was petrifying because the business account did not have $3,000 in it to do this. And I did it. And suddenly my business was making a shit ton more than $3,000 a month because I took that leap. So we went with that. We built, we grew. And the next time I hired a business coach, her price tag was $10,000. And I almost had a freaking heart attack. I had never paid $10,000 for a coach before. And I went through all the same feelings I did at $3,000 for coaching that I did at $10,000. And eventually down the road, we went through the same thing at a $20,000 investment. And every single time I went through one of these, fear was there. Of course it's going to be. I had never done these things. But here's the difference. And here's why I'm sharing this. When I got to the $20,000 investment, the fear was still there. And my caveman brain had proof of what taking that leap would bring. Because the conversation with myself wasn't, holy crap, I'm jumping off a cliff with no net at the bottom. The conversation was, wait a second. Do you remember years ago when $3,000 felt uber scary and how my business grew from that? And then a few years after that, when I invested $10,000 and that felt insanely scary, and then my business tripled. And now that we're at this brink, can you imagine with a $20,000 investment, what's going to happen to my business? If that could happen at $3,000, what the hell is going to happen at $20,000? And suddenly it's not that the fear disappears, but it turns to excitement because what's starting to happen is that my brain is associating these massive scary leaps with with results, with the joy, with the excitement of the result of them. So when we're faced with fear, again, it's not about suppressing it. It's not about the fact that like, oh, if I just keep doing this, I'll never feel fear again. Absolutely not. You will always feel fear. But the more proof we build for our caveman brain that when we face fear, when we keep going, when we do it anyway, this is how greatness is unlocked. This is how we step into the life of our dreams. Right, you you literally cannot build the life of your dreams, the life where your your chest is expanded, whatever that feels like for you, the life that's in alignment, your soul's work, your soul's journey. You cannot live it without facing fear, by definition, because fear comes with newness. And if you are not living that life right now, that means that life is new. And when we step into newness, it brings fear. But when we start to take the steps, when we acknowledge what fear is and isn't. When we understand it's a warning sign that this is new, that this is big, that this is badass, that it is not capital T truth, we get to put it in the passenger seat and we get to step in the driver's seat. When we step into our power of choice, when we remind ourselves, no one's going to love us less, the world isn't going to end, I have every right not to do this. Do I choose to? When we step into that power of choice, we take back our control, we step out of the shoulds, shouldn'ts, have, and haven'ts. And the more we do this, the more we leap, the more we face fear and do it anyway, not only the easier it becomes, but the more exciting it comes. becomes. You will actually find yourself craving that feeling, 
right? There are moments now where it's like, this doesn't scare me. It's probably not worth it because your brain starts to associate leveling up with the feeling of fear. If I'm not feeling fear, this isn't new. This isn't big. This isn't badass. When we get to that point, we almost crave it. It's like a adrenaline junkie, but but in daily life of I give me the moments that scare the crap out of me because that's where I know that I'm leveling up. Fear is not something that is ever going to go away. We need to redefine our relate. If you want to level up your life, we need to redefine our relationship with it. We need to acknowledge what it is or isn't. We need to give ourselves the power of choice and we need to have faith in how the human brain works that the more we do this, the more proof we give our caveman brain, the more we're going to take those leaps. And this is how we consciously build the life of our dreams. For more information on MindStrong Fitness or how to work with us or to grab an invite to our next upcoming workshop, go to www.mindstrongfitness.com.